Where's him? Now nice. you're live, bro. Now we're live. All right, word. But, Brian uh, Gerson, back in the room podcast, man. I'm here. What's it been, like fucking three and a half years or something? I mean, it must have been, at least. <laughs> I um, got a new pair of shades. I lost my last one. I'm just hearing that Sean Schubert stole them. Yeah, well, so, I gave them to him because I, you know, oh, okay. I thought you were in New York for the for the forever. How much I'm, did you pay for the glasses, <clears throat> honestly? Like 75000 <laughs> I mean, it was a lot. That's because you touched them, right? I, of course. I mean, you have to add, you have to add residual value to them. Um, yeah. We are definitely back. I was gonna say I was gonna put a bounty out on on Sean Schubert, but I really don't want that smoke. Uh, I don't want any smoke at all. I don't want to fight anybody. Yeah, it's been uh, you know Schubert's been here and uh, back and forth uh, quite a bit, man. He's been he's been busy in the Muay Thai world um, and his gym too. So we'll get him back in here. But we got Brian back, man. It's been a while, bro. You, I mean, even when you were in town, you were uh, you know you. <laughs> You, you, I still didn't see you much. You when you were training at Triforce a little bit, jujitsu, uh, got to your blue belt, and then you, you, you left town, bro. You fucking yeah. head to New York uh, or something. Man. I don't know. I mean, I, one thing I will say is I think I'm just gonna shed the glasses. Cause, I mean, <laughs> you can't really see very well, and I'm like, I don't think I'm good on that bit. Just don't leave um, them because Schubert could get them. Again. Those are nice glasses. I mean, not 75k, but uh, uh, yeah, I was, I was. Uh, I was in New York for a little bit, um, trying to get stuff going on my production career. Um, but I came back the end of the summer. Uh, I'm sorry. What was the, the question? I don't know. You fucking left town. Left town? Well, yeah. I, okay. So, yeah. I mean, the whole story. He is hasn't changed trying. at all. That's Essentially, sure. I was trying to leave town. I, didn't, I wasn't even really successful because I never had, like, my own place. So, I was trying to leave town. Um, spent the whole summer, like, trying to figure out something in New York. Nothing really stuck. Um, wasn't really working out. So um, end of the summer, I actually did have a gig to come back here. It just like kind of lined up, and then I ended up getting on a couple of different sets, and then uh, movie sets, and then that led to a lot more work. And I've just been super busy ever since. Um, I guess the plan was to go back to Triforce because I've been getting a lot of shit for getting promoted to Blue Belt and then just dipping. <laughs> I mean, that's literally that happens what I a lot. Did. We have a lot of memes on that. Like, oh, blue, yeah. you make blue belts and you never heard of again. You just literally. you just walk around with that status, you know. I I'm do. A blue no. belt. I you should see it. I live in New Bedford now. I literally walk around my blue belt just so people don't fuck with me. <laughs> your gi and your blue belt. Serious. I mean, uh, I definitely that's do. That's where you live in now. Uh, in the, uh, in the New yeah. Bedford area, that around that area. Yeah, I'm just working like uh, near the Cape, so I just had to kind of. I was living in Boston. I had to sublet that and then uh, relocate, but. New Bedford's definitely not permanent. It's it's all right, but I used to carry mail in New Bedford. So you I, know. I know New Bedford. Well, there's some good parts and there's a lot of bad parts in New Bedford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. there's, there's only like one good part of New Bedford and then the rest <laughs> yeah, is bad parts. Literally <laughs> like a ten block radius. Yes. That's nice, New Bedford. And then after that, you're like Bro, am I gonna live Stabbing tonight? Like, knives, I yeah. hope I can get back I to my apartment. I used to step over police tape every morning when I used to deliver mail. I think an apartment burned down the other day. They really? shut down like three streets. You yeah, don't live yeah. off the North Front. No, man, North I, Front area. Dude, right I here. live on North Front. I live oh, in the fucking ghetto. My kid. God, dude. that was like the best place to deliver mail because you guys never <laughs> got mail. You don't have bills. No, no one got bills. No one has bills. <laughs> Yo, I, I don't like. I don't. I don't think the person that my was my old roommate follows me or anything or is going to know, but like my roommate just got evicted, so I literally don't have anyone in my apartment now. 
I mean, I live in a crazy fucking, a crazy place, dude. North Front is wild. It yeah. is wild. There's a lot of great restaurants there, Portuguese restaurants There's and stuff there. a lot of great there. crack dealers, too. Yeah, yeah I can, I, it's, <laughs> it's been, uh, it's probably been about, what, nine years, ten years since I carried mail there, so I'm sure it's uh, it's gotten a little worse, right? Yes. I mean, I, don't, I, have, I did not know it nine years ago, yep. but I can't imagine it got better. No, not at all. <laughs> I wonder imagine. if that same guy is on the street that runs his wheelchair into the walls and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time outside, I'm no. quite honest with you. No. Either on my porch or uh, driving to a different area because I don't feel safe. North Front Street. I you fucking know, love it. Yeah. It, it is uh, It's a fucking A lot of Guatemalans experience. out there. Still a lot of Guatemalan Mexican people running around over there. I think my fucking old roommate was a Guatemalan. <laughs> I, I have no fucking clue. I don't know. Uh, she was on like SSI or something. Oh, they all are. I yeah, used, that's, I mean, that, they used to run to my truck every first seventh of the month or something like that. Fifth or seventh, I don't know. I mean, nothing, nothing against that. But bitch, no, bitch literally was like, yeah, like she had this fucking bike that she like just parked inside the apartment. It was like she had a sign on, like this is my bike for work. Like, I've been there for like fucking six weeks. I never seen the bitch leave that fucking bike once. <laughs> I was like, just when the fuck the, do you go to work? Tell the rest of the people that make them feel bad. Don't take my only yeah. trans- transportation to work. I don't know. There's only there's three bedrooms. Only two of us were there, so it was just her and I. And now it's just me. So all right. So there's North Front Street. We'll get back to everything else, but I'm so yeah, intrigued yeah, by yeah, North no, Front no, Street. No, this is good. This is good. Do stuff. you live closer to uh, like uh, Beetle Ave and like? Um, where uh, the highway is, like uh, uh, that, the, the no. ma- market basket no. or the other way? <laughs> because the market basket area is the, nice. the premium. No, oh, no, that's the sh- nice. No. It's nicer. It, no, it gets, it gets worse really? over there. Beetle Ave and, uh, no and uh, Tallman Street. Towards that park? That park? Yes, over there. That park is like Bellevue nice Ave now. over there. Yeah, yes. Bellevue Ave. Nice. Oh, yeah, you get you get shanked oh, over there. Okay. Yeah, okay, you don't want to be worse. walking okay. around there. Right, so yeah. maybe I'm in a little better of a spot. Yeah. But you might be in a better, yeah. Kind of going, uh, what is it? Uh, I think it's north. North New Bedford is a little better yeah. than south. No, no south is better. Is it south? Because south going is the there, downtown. Going, going toward the Kushnet and that that way. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because south is the downtown area. They have like that historical district. Yeah. Actually, really nice. Yes. I go to the. Maybe I shouldn't be telling people because I'm so famous. Like where I'm going around. I'm that, that, Do you walk that, the streets with your no, sunglasses that, that, when you that, get into the that, historic that, area? <laughs> that, <laughs> that bit hit the floor so flat. But um, yeah, no, no, no. I, I go to the YMCA in downtown, and it's uh, it's super nice. Like it, it's ridiculously nice. That downtown area, this the Y is really nice. Um, yeah, I like hanging out over there. There's some nice restaurants. There's some nice Mexican yeah, restaurants. Yeah, there's some nice places over there. There's a lot um, of little bars and a uh, little. Uh, Little places, clubs. There's a nice taco place over there. There's a bar. There's an arcade bar there. I used to hit up an arcade bar in Boston all the fucking time. Oh, it used to be one of my game? spots. What do you mean? A game, like games and shit I mean, like that? It doesn't really matter. It's just a place to That's go. Your place. You just bring Lights people there. You know. Nice. Um, yeah. No. It's just. It was just a good spot. It was just so a good spot. you're working in the Cape though. What's that commute? How far is that from uh, Bro, New Bedford? I mean, it, it, like, if there <laughs> multiple things on that, son. Uh, I had like a I had a mini fucking mental breakdown on my Instagram earlier today. I mean, I deleted half it, so you guys won't be able to see it if you look at it now. But uh, if it's if there's no traffic, it's forty minutes, dude. It's good, fine drive. Like it's far, but like that's the closest place that was reasonable that I could find like for the area. So yeah. like forty minutes, I was fine with it. Like I work hybrid, so like I don't always have to be in the office and everything. Um, but. When you go anytime, like 
before nine o'clock, you are you're fucked. You are just so royally fucked, and you experience legitimately what I would call like hell on earth. I haven't been able to the a lot of places. You're talking about it's just it's nuts. not even just the traffic. It's the fact that you're in this fucking place, like. People on the Cape drive different, or it's people who commute to the Cape drive different. I don't recognize these fucking people. I've been around to a decent amount of places, not a lot. But, like, I do not recognize where the fuck, like, these Massachusetts people are from because they let people cut them off. They, like, let people in, in all when the they're time. waiting. Like, I'm on, like, I'm waiting. We're waiting on a fucking, like, it's a quarter mile, like, road that's, like, this fucking long line of traffic. And, like, it just doesn't move at all. Like... No matter what you do, if you go during between freaking, if you're leaving the Cape between two and I don't know, like I'm not, I, I, don't, I haven't been enough, I haven't done it enough to know, but man, it drives me crazy. Wait until the summer. Have you been in there the summer yet? No, no. Oh, you're I, in like, trouble, I, I'm, bro. I'm, I'm in, I'm in the deep shit because <laughs> it's not even bad right now. So this yeah. is the point. Like, I don't even understand, like I'm telling you this stuff. Like, I don't even understand the extent of how fucking bad this is going to be. And I'm already, like, at my wit's end, like, going down there and then coming back. And you have to go there? That's where you're kind of – you're located for the work I, and like, stuff like that? Like, I will at least have to be there three days a week, you know? Like, um, but, like, hopefully uh, now that it's le- – like, we have a diff- – we're in a different kind of, like, phase right now. So, like, we're not it, – it, this earlier phase was more office work. So, like, now it's, like, different stuff. So, like, it might be different hours. So that might help. But, like – Realistically, the mornings are still gonna be the mornings. It's just all, all about if I can I can leave if I don't have to leave like if I seven o'clock. I feel like I have no clue. Again, I I don't know. I feel like if I can leave at seven o'clock from where I'm at, then I should be fine hitting those bridges. Yep, it's those goddamn bridges. It's the bridges, man. bro. I didn't even get to that. I was just so worked up about the traffic. It's literally everyone converging on those two bridges. That's all it is. It's so wild to me. It's so wild. Do you hang out at all in at the Cape? Like I after work, that. or you just go right back to New Bedford to, I, yeah, I mean, to the lovely New Bedford area? I mean, I ha- I'm I'm I I have, but like, um, it's just been like a lot of stuff recently, like uh, in terms of work. So like, it's just been very hectic. So um, hasn't been a lot of time, but like I'm sure. As the summer goes on, like I'll be spending more time down there. Take a ride to the beach after work. Let the traffic disperse a little bit. So that's another point. You can do work. You like you could head down to the beach. Can you do? You could probably do some stuff on your computer and shit like that. Just to you know some pre stuff or whatever. Wi Fi unit or whatever. But like the point of it now is like it's just it's just like so unbearable for me. I hate the cold. So like the Cape is a little bit colder than normal. And then, like, being on the beach is even freaking worse. I can imagine. Cold, you know? The wind, so, all that other good shit. Like, in the summer, yeah, like, that will be probably fine. Like, I can probably just be like, okay, I'm not going to hit the traffic. I'll just go somewhere else to finish Hang my work Go off. surf. Yeah, yeah, Go try surfing and shit yeah, like that. I'll just, like, take a two-hour break. Over there. Or I'll just, like, clock out there, and that will be that'll be it for me. Excellent. You know? I don't know. How many uh, – you can't tell where you – say where you work, but how many people are in your uh, kind of uh, – in your workplace that you work with, is it a small group or a oh, bunch of people? Oh, is it a lot of people? Oh, oh my god! So you're doing production again, like you—that's what you were doing, or when you were well, in the Cage MMA Titans, world like, yeah. doing stuff, you were doing a lot of that production, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and you went to school for that, correct? I mean, I never graduated. School. But you went. Yeah, yeah you had yeah, aspirations. Yeah. This is something I want to do. Do right? a lot of like programs for production. So, so when you were working for like Cage Titans and you know doing your own kind of thing, you were putting out some fucking great, great shit back then, man. You were I doing a lot. You were really close knit with the Cage Titans uh, production. You were running a lot or helping. Um, doing a lot of stuff for their stream, a lot of stuff for their, you know, editing a lot of their pre pre work and and stuff like that. Is that kind of what you're doing with the the new place or something totally no, different? No, no, no. Um, like I appreciate the compliments, and everything, but like, I mean, sure, like some of the stuff's good. It's it's really not in terms of like the level, like where where the things I've worked on, like I worked on. Um, I worked on a movie that just got sold. I mean, it got sold a while ago. I think in like February, it got sold like MGM Plus, which is like some streaming platform or something that's coming out now. I think they're gonna put it out in theaters too. Like, you I've got credit? On... Are you credited on it? No, not on that one. Fucking but I'm gonna get credit. I mean, if there's another movie that I worked on, um, I don't know exactly what I can talk about, but I would be credited on it um, if it gets made and published. And like, the idea would be that it would get sent to theaters. So like, I've worked on three movies so far um and then a bunch of commercials in between um some live events i worked for call of duty league activision um, the hell is that it's like literally esports they literally teams from around uh the united states like compete in, in that duty. real kind of lifelike call war shit or call of duty mean? like the video game Oh, a like, legitimate video game. No shit. Yeah. What do, they, do, you, do they use paintballs or, or what do they no, use? No, they, they like... sit in front of a screen, bro. Oh, and they that. play a oh, video okay. game. Yeah. Oh, there's big money in that. Like yeah, no, some the, of those gamers making some the fucking team. The Wayne team split like, uh, uh, what was it? No, someone's saying something. Oh, okay. Um, no, no, I was trying to remember what they won, but I think it was like, it was a lot of money, like a million dollars or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, maybe more than that, but it, it, it's a lot of money and they put a lot of money into it. The production is it's beautiful. Like if you go back and look at any of that stuff, um, it's done really well. Um, and it just looked great overall. I was really happy to be on that. I worked for pro bull riding too. That was pretty fun. Um, really the production, scary. uh, side of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. I was actually, I mean, if you watch pro ride, you probably pro bull riding. You probably saw me like maybe not the times. one that was in Connecticut recently. The, or one, Massachusetts that, the one that was in Manchester, New Hampshire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, cause we have a couple of guys that work on work with us now and they've covered a couple of bull riding events. Yeah, I think no one way. was in New York or they somewhere. They do a bunch around here. They do. Yeah. They do one in Worcester. I'm definitely that might not, have been where one of them was. Yeah, anyway, I'm definitely yeah. not. I'm definitely not, not going to be back with them. I don't think they like me. But um, like, yeah, I work for them in New Hampshire. But they do. I think they do in Connecticut too. And I think they do it. In, they, I know they do it in Worcester. Now, when you say you work for them, what are you doing as far as like, I was a board reeler for that one. So like, I oh, was, okay. I, was, I would basically like the guy. So the main camera that was running out for the bull riders, or like after they would jump off, or yeah. anything, the main guy following everyone around. I was I was wrapping coil for. Him, no shit. And I'm not very good at that. So fuck you. You got to be on I your toes. You got to hurry to fuck up. Even then, like I, I was very bad at it. Yeah. When I, when I got the what are you gig. gonna do it your hand? But There's they a got a little machine technique. or something. There's a specific technique yeah. to do it called over under, and I just was very bad at it then. I'm better at it now. I'm still not very good. Yeah. But I was just so bad. I was I was really really bad and almost to the point of being a problem like, consistently <laughs> so i mean i ran oh, into brian's things. got this oh shit <laughs> yeah no that's literally what it was like i ran into things constantly i hit my head against the corral like probably six or seven times like backing up uh yeah it was not it was not it was two nights too it was not it was too very uh stressful uh 
I mean, stretch. I was laughing my ass off. I'm getting paid no matter fucking what, yeah. you know. And I it's pro bull riding. Like, what what do I give a fuck for? You know what I mean? Like, cool if they bring me back. Like, it, they were fun and it was a good production and everything. They were great people, but like, I I don't give a fuck if they bring me back or not, man. Like, it really doesn't matter to me. That wasn't like something I want to do. Cord reeling or yeah. doing camera work. It's very hard to do. You also actually need to be a specific type of body to be a camera person. Like, you actually do need to be, kind of be tall. Okay. Like specifically. They need one? I, I mean, if you if you want to be, you have I'll to. hold one. People, like, to get into that is also very hard, too. Yeah. People spend 20 fucking years before they actually get to be the main or even one of the main cameras. Yeah, you still got to learn. You got to know what's going on with the camera, too, right? It ain't I mean, like you just hit play dude, before, and it's fucking ready to go. Most people, like, the thing is, is, like, people on the lowest echelon know everything about the camera. They're just working their way to get to be the camera guy. Yeah. So, like, you're competing with so many uh, people but like if you stick like the thing is you'll find like in production if you're young or whatever or i don't know whoever's watching but just in general like if you're young you will find that if you stick things out you will be among those people you know like even if you're not great at everything you'll find what you're good at and you'll you'll stick you'll be on the cruise you'll still be working production if you really love it you really want to do it if it's i mean i'm a fucking idiot dude I'm a literal fucking yeah, yeah, idiot, yeah, yeah. and I've got on but so many things, and people <laughs> consistently, like, I'm not even trying to brag or anything, and not at all, I, I don't I don't have a very high ego or anything. Like, I have made a lot of friends um, just from, I don't know, like, just maybe because I'm stupid and funny, like, to laugh at or whatever, yeah. I don't know, but, like, I just know a lot of pe- really cool people who I stay in contact with and give me work, or work just kind of finds its way to me, I, I don't know. I've been blessed to work with some amazing people. I worked with a, uh, a guy who, uh, wor- who literally, I was. He's a director um, that works for. He works for a production company in California that does work for the XFL. It does work for um, Amazon Prime. That was the the NFL thing that I worked for. Amazon Prime, NFL Thursday Night Football, or whatever. Um, he worked with Tiffany Hash. Tiffany Hash literally. I was driving this dude around. Tiffany Hash literally calls this fucking guy. Um, Tiffany Haddish, like the famous comedian actress or whatever, um, literally calls the fucking guy. I was like, yo, Mark, what's up? I'm like, and you're right there, like, literally sitting in the car, <laughs> on the car phone. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish literally is popping up on the thing. I'm like, the fuck is going on with my life? Well, that's like, good, how did, man. How did I get so fucking like lucky? You know, that's well, a lot you of worked your way, man. I mean, luck though, dude. You know, a lot of it's luck, honestly. Well, to get away from that for a little while, um, MMA, bro. You were deep into that. Yes. I mean, you worked for MMA. I was, I was you, fucking. You worked for practice. MMA soccer. You ran. Uh, you were an editor or did something for I was them. Managing for, editor for ma- them for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, a little less than a year, probably. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but I think it was around a year. I was a managing editor. Yeah. Which like, MMA soccer is not a big time uh, publication, but like managing editor, if you think about in terms of like things, what you do, like that's one of your. That's most likely that's like a lower echelon of position. You're more of like owner. But, like, that's still a high-level role in terms of, like, a journalist uh-huh. kind of setup. And people, are, you know, they're under you, and they got to – you you got to make sure they're on the ball doing their thing and, and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's stressful, correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I, I, I mean, it was very stressful, definitely, in the moment. But I'm a kind of person who just kind of, like, <laughs> absorbs stress like yeah, a sponge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. You've worked with me. Yeah. So uh, I've been better about that. Um, but it's still, like, you know. It was definitely tough. That's why I'm not doing it anymore. You know, I just wasn't. Well, and also I, I know you're a you're a kind of guy that likes to like to be in control. Yeah. In certain because because you see your vision that 
You know what I mean? And some of these people probably are not cutting it, but yeah. That was and then you kind of try to fix them and whatever, and it's just sometimes. You know how many people I try? I mean, <laughs> I'm not disparaging anybody, but there was a lot of people. I either did teach how to write or try to teach how to write, and I'm not trying to take a lot of credit. I'll say like I taught them how to write in style of like a journalist, yeah, know? like an MMA journalist. Like I just had to teach a lot of people that, um, which like I was shocking to me at the time, quite honestly, shocking how many people didn't understand it. But I love writing, you know, writing's been a big part of my life. So I don't know that that was probably just a misunderstanding. Now, now as far as like, all right, so MMA sucker, you had guys that would write articles, or I don't know yeah. if there was a lot of guys doing like video interviews Some, and stuff like not that. that much. Do they these? Do these guys get paid? Some of them to do like per article or, or something like that. How does how how would something like that work? Because I'm a, you said MMA sucker wasn't like this big big thing, but they were big enough. They had a lot of people from around the country or maybe in the world yeah, yeah, yeah. doing different things for them. Yeah. Um. So they had a lot of people working for them. They yeah. could have been newbies or or guys that like went to school for journalism or something like that. How does that work as far as like a, a pay structure or like? Is it is it a, a a base pay or is it depend on, uh, like how how more famous the fighter or, or what you're interviewing is? Um. So I like I don't know how like. Excuse me. So when when you're okay, this is I've worked for multiple um online publications that were small small MMA online publications. So from when I was doing this, this is exactly how you were paid as a lower level writer when you're starting out. You get paid per view. Oh, okay. And it all depends on how popular your you are and how popular your website is determined on your rate. Most low-level to mid-level websites are not going to pay you more than like five cents per thousand, thousand views. Okay. I don't remember what MMA Sucker was, but they paid better than a lot of the other ones at the time, I remember. Um, but I remember working for a site that I won't mention but legitimately, it was I think around ten thousand views. You get one cent. Holy shit! One but they're, cent. I mean, they had they over have hundred thousand followers on. Yeah, other so platforms. they're pumping your shit out. It just but they want people that have a huge but follow they, on they Instagram they, that and stuff Instagram, like that. Instagram, that whatever those followings were for that specific website, and then a couple other ones. Um, I'm not sure about MMA Sucker, but like I know when I was running it, it wasn't like fake. But I I know like those followings like were not close to equal like what was actually being paid attention to you know what i mean like yeah. if you had a hundred thousand followers on facebook and you posted something even about a ufc guy you're gonna get about like a thousand and that's like interactions yeah total and that's like not like that's the most popular thing you get so if you post something like what i was doing which was regional what you what you were doing yeah um regional stuff like fucking you, 10 views. Yeah, you you're basically I mean? paying them to, 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 to work for them, really. I, mean, I was. Uh, yeah. There's a few websites that I was giving my time yeah. for free. Lots exactly. of hours. Lots, lots of hours. Just to get the experience. And, and, and you had a passion it. about it, too. You like yeah, doing it. And you were giving it. back to fighters and stuff at that point, man. You it know? all led to everything. You yeah. Know? Like, so, like, uh, I just kind of see it as that. Like, it's definitely frustrating, you know? I was broke for a fucking long time, Oh, I man. can imagine, broke yeah. for a long time, couldn't do shit. I mean, you get a free pass to the fights, but you got to travel there. You got to, you know what I mean? Gas, you got to put your work into uh, doing the, the, the fucking, the, the equipment you're using and shit like and that. my hours that, like, again, like, I'm, like, I, I do really like writing, so, like, I put probably more time into that than, than someone should if they're writing an article like that, like, in terms of efficiency yeah. and, and profit. So, like then my time goes away from trying to do something on the side 
like or a part-time job that actually gives me money and like an ability to like decompress or something you know what i mean there's a lot of years where it was like just no decompression like work 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 even if it's like work that's not even seemingly leading to anything and then i mean that was a problem with a lot of people around me too that that that's um you know that's passion and that's pride in your work too i mean you want to put a a good project product out there even though you kind of know you're not going to get the views that you think you deserve but that work you're doing i mean if you were you know in uh you know espn or something like that you would get thousands hundreds of thousands of views but i mean that's where to put you now i mean you you have that level of uh confidence and wanting to get the job done in, in a great way which kind of led you here i mean yeah you know what i mean and exactly and i think is- being poor and having that passion is probably good for you in the long run i mean some people might stay poor for the rest of their life but some people make it through and they start doing what you're doing now and you know the sky's the limit as far as that. I'm still poor. I'm still poor. Yeah, as fuck. I know. But I mean, you're still young too. <laughs> I'm not as poor as I was before. Um, but yeah, like um, the thing is, like I sometimes when I get down, like because uh, I just, I've been in a good place recently. Like it's it's like uh, I just think about like all the people who were like literally just saying that I was wasting my time, or all the people that were saying like what are you doing? You should be doing something different. You should be getting a job. You should be going for a career. You should be going back to school and going into like a field that actually has jobs or something. Mm-hmm. Like all those people, go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Don't worry. They're not watching, Brian. We I, only I get like this one is just view for on record. here. This is a little expression <laughs> experiment here. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like that, that yeah, that is true. And it, that's like what, kind of fuels me you know at times when i'm like shit like i fucking hate the cape i hate this fucking commute that i'm doing but you know it's all worth it in the end now get to stay on the mma you were doing a lot of stuff for cage titans when we uh you know i was working helping you uh, when you did yes. production for them as far as the back room doing some you know uh uh what was that pre-shows and shit like that yeah, yeah. do you miss doing stuff like that i mean you probably weren't getting paid much if anything maybe down the line they were paying you a little bit because i mean your shit was fucking fabulous as far as shit that people weren't seeing at the time i believe you know what i mean like the production and and stuff that you would do like just little uh videos of like pre-videos of mike and and just the show coming up and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and a lot of stuff with the stream overlooking that and stuff do you miss being in that environment like the because the fighters loved you bro you know what I mean? They, what do you mean they they didn't like? Come on, they didn't. I mean, you had you had a lot of respect as far as that. I mean, I people re- I really people loved your shit when you did uh, interviews with them and stuff like that. You know, I appreciate I appreciate all all that. Um, don't I don't miss it, and not in not in like a negative way. I don't miss it for a fucking like a fucking second. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm a weird person. Like I just don't know. Like I didn't really feel. As, like I definitely felt love, like I definitely felt a lot of love, and uh, people are great in the community. Um, appreciate all of them, but like I don't know, maybe it was just me being so fucking absorbed in everything. Like it was just so stressful. Like the thing is, is like now with the work I do, like it's just a lot different of a work environment, and um, it just kind of makes things a little easier. Like I don't, I, I the big reason why I say I don't miss it at all not for a second is because just like not the, that the work environment's bad it's just that like the 
it's a small time. It's like, you know, it's a small fan. It's like a family operation, basically. Like yeah. you have people doing multiple jobs um, that are really hard jobs, you know, and then you put someone in there like me who's neurotic about fucking everything. Yeah. You know, it's going to not be the best situation at times. You know, sometimes you're going to get great stuff and it's going to work out amazingly. And other times you're just going to, you might get good stuff, but you're going to have like a big breakdown and you're going to have a big blowout and a, a fucking a, a mental breakdown with somebody, you know? So like, um, that's why I don't miss it because I don't want to be the guy who is freaking out and I don't want to be the guy who has to take so, on so many responsibilities mm -hmm. because there are no people to take the responsibility. Exactly. I want to be in an environment where everything is laid out nice and it's all planned out very and everyone has a specific kind of role um and you can you know exactly what your role is and, and where where to go with that that's not an indictment at all on cage titans like there's definitely structure and everything it's just that there's a f there's few people doing many people's job and i could uh see the, also i mean you probably felt there's more out there for you too. You know what I mean? Was, I was doing that. You know? thing too is I love cage titans. I love MMA, but it was never, and this is no disrespect to anybody. Like it was, this was never the end goal for me. Like yeah. this was never, I was never going to stop here. I was never going to stop here. Um, and it, and again, not an indictment on it. Like uh, I, at sometimes felt like I might have stayed a little bit too long. Um, you know, so like it. Again, it's just this was always a way for me to continue to move up in terms of production i always wanted to be working not necessarily like i never really thought i would be able to or it was like I don't know, it's just a weird story with like working behind the scenes on movies but always loved writing always wanted to write stories always wanted to make movies um so that um that yeah, that's I'm that's what that's spammed as we store oh, as, yeah i love that all the time great but um yeah, I mean that that's always like what the the idea was with Cage Shine. So again, like I loved uh working with all the people here. It was great. Um, but it was it was never something I was gonna stay doing. Um, yeah, as far as me with that, I I mean I never had aspirations of being I just like talking to people, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I actually had a great job that I didn't have to worry about I'm spending too much time here. It was like a hobby to me. It still yeah. is a hobby. This is all a fucking hobby to me. You know what I mean? I'm never going to make a penny at it, and I know that. Hopefully one day. Oh, come on. Doing what? Fucking local MMA? Come on. The fight, I know. You know, you know, know what I mean? No. I know. It sucks. Never. It sucks. Um, we actually, you know, now we're, you know, branched into the management side of fighters, so that might, you know, be somewhere in the long run, you know, if some a yeah. couple of them make it in there, you know what I mean? And I get a couple of guys that are young enough that when I die, they <laughs> they can keep going with it. You know what I mean? But um, you know, it's it's always been if if I didn't have a job, yeah, and I was like scratching, I probably would I wouldn't be doing this right now. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah, My yeah, job yeah. gives me the means to like be able to have a hobby like this. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't get frustrated that much about it. Because I actually have a job, to, you know, a pretty good job I've had to fall back from. That's why, um, you know, in my years of doing this, I could be an asshole at times. Because there was really no repercussions of it. Oh, you don't like me? You're not going to fight? I don't give a fuck. You I just go fight. to my job in the morning and yeah. fucking probably make it three times than you. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I never had – that could have hurt me in the long run. You know what I mean? Because, you know, if I was a nicer person or had didn't have that – that kind of chip on my shoulder that I don't have to give a fuck. Yeah. I probably would be a little farther than I am with this now, but that wasn't my aspiration. You know what I mean? I didn't want to, you know, 
I wanted to stay local, New York, uh, I mean, New England and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. It was like, it was never a thought about, oh, I want to work for the UFC or Bellator doing like interviews for them and stuff. Because that's just, to me, there's not a relation. I don't have relations with them fighters. Like these fighters yeah. in New England, I know them. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we follow each other on Facebook. We talk shit. We, you know, we talk on uh, Messenger. I wouldn't be doing that with... Uh, Fighters I'm interviewing for the UFC, they got thousands of people interviewing him. You know what I mean? I'm just another, another guy. Unless you become, you know, Ariel or you know some of those other guys. You know what I mean? There's there's only there's only a few of them. Yeah. That make it Seriously. there. You know what I mean? That are the guys. You who, know what like, I mean? Who besides Ariel? Honestly. I wanted to be the guy here. Yeah. Even though not making no money, I wanted to be the guy here. And I, you know, I'm kind of, you know, what we've established over the years. I'm kind of that that guy that's known. Sure. On both sides, at, he's a douchebag, and oh, that guy's a cool guy. You know what I mean? But it's all it's all views, and it's all fucking people talking it. about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know how many t- threats and shit I've gotten in the past? I'm fucking yes, still at the fights. Like, no, I don't know. Come to the fight, see that? You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I go to the fight. You know, I used to go to fights all the time alone, no yeah. one around me, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know, not that anyone was gonna I shank me, shank me in the crowd or anything. Yeah. But you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like. I've never, you know, I've always been the one that kind of try to, you know, talk my opinion and and what I think is truth. Not that all of it is or all of it should be taken as, you know, that's the way it should be. But I've always been open. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think my job, having a job, gave me that, that because if I didn't have a job and I'd probably be a little more laid back and stuff like that, kiss ass a little more. You know what I mean? But uh, I kind of like where I am, even though you know I'll never make a penny at it, but. I mean, but here's another thing too is like, here's another thing that you um, work. It was kind of like, uh, didn't you follow like local MMA like pretty closely, and you like would go to like the fights with like the CES fights with like your kids and like it was oh a yeah, whole even before I like, started, yeah, like, this. I, used to, I was a fan. You I'm were a fan, fan of MMA. I wasn't so like I wasn't a fan. See, of, like, I didn't local know that. MMA. So, oh, okay. But I did become one because okay. I I was a fan of the UFC like back like. So, I mean, it's a long story, but, like, I wasn't really a huge fan of the UFC, but, like, I was, like, into it. I wasn't really allowed to watch it when I was a kid. It was, like, a whole thing with, like, my, my, my parents. And then, like, when I graduated high school, like, I started watching it a little bit more. Um, and then I started getting into it. And then I started covering it. And then I realized that local MMA, like, there's, like, this gap and, like, no one covers it. I was, like, I want to cover it. Mm-hmm. I want to give them coverage just like you. Yeah. You know, so that's how, we, of course, we connected and became such good friends. But, um. Like, yeah, I never had, like, I it just always, it makes, like, perfect sense to me. It's, like, such a, like, cool thing in relation. It, like, makes sense um, because you had that, like, experience where you were just a fan of it. Yeah, you know? I, lo- I like you said, and I used just to take my it. son. Uh, my daughter wasn't born at the time, but CES was the big thing. Yeah. I, was, I would go to the CES all the time and... Um, you know, see those guys and meet them, you know, kids outside. They, they're all kids to me at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I used to meet them out in the thing and, you know, I I was just like, they were like heroes to me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though they were kids, like these guys were like, you know, yeah. 21, 22 in the cage. You know, I'm in my late 30s at that point, but they were like, because I grew up on the UFC, loving the UFC and stuff like that from UFC 1. Yeah, yeah. And I... At that, I didn't know there was really local stuff like that. You know what I mean? I remember, like, because a lot of it was in the, the like, uh, taboo and, like, yeah, these yeah, fights yeah. were, like, in places people didn't, you know, really Dude, expose. Yeah, they, yeah, they so I didn't get a taste of that. When CES started doing their MMA, 
that's like, oh my god, this local lamb. Because I was never really a boxing fan, and they had boxing and stuff like that, local yeah. box. But I, I that wasn't my thing. I loved the fucking MMA, you know, the jujitsu and just like a, you know David, you know, against Goliath. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that yeah, big. Yeah. You know, that whole Gracie shit. So yeah, I need to see this live. So I used to go to CES and I'd be like, my, I, and then I, you know, I was doing martial arts and one day my instructor uh, said, dude, you fucking know everything about like MMA. Like you come here and you tell me everything that's going on with the UFC and shit. He goes, why don't you do that locally? Like, why don't you do that locally? Like fucking, like you have the gift of gab. Why don't you yeah, like, yeah. you know, do something local? I started a group page and I just started, you know, throwing local shit in there, UFC shit, mix it in. And then he's telling me, dude, why don't you start interviewing? He's the guy that taught me how to fucking put a computer on. I never no even way. knew how to fucking do throw in, send an email. You know what I mean? And he's like, really? dude, you got to do this. He's the one. I bought my first fucking camcorder off him. No and then, way. you know, I started interviewing with the this camcorder. Is your coach? Uh, instructor, I yeah. was doing JKD back then, and now he is actually a brown belt instructor at uh, Regiment in Fall River. Oh no shit! He's actually yeah, yeah. one of their uh, jiu-jitsu coaches. Oh no shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a re very respect. I won't say his name, but re very respectful. Now he still does his JKD and that street fighting stuff like that. Not Krav Maga. It's different what he does. Well, yeah, JKD is like a form of MMA. It's yeah, like, it is. It was... uh, but he was teaching me all like street jiu-jitsu. You know, yeah, yeah. you know, not not. The sporting kind. It's sport, like, like wrestling. If, if you get someone, in, if mix. someone, you get someone in the move, you're gonna grab their balls or rip their ears off oh, or whatever yeah, you yeah, need it's more to. Self yeah, it's more self defense and yeah, shit yeah, like that. Gotcha. But um, yeah, he's the one that got me into it. Uh, as far as teaching me how to how to do, he taught me how to edit. He got in little piece. No now he looks back at me and now he goes, I don't know what the fuck you're <laughs> yeah, doing yeah, now. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like I OBS. I got fucking my own shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I never went to school for it. I just yeah, yeah. learned as I go. Fucking Mike Paul there from Cage Titans. I would call him. Mike, how do you get this to work? How do because they were doing table titans at that point. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. I was like, yeah, yeah. Mike, how do you get like he was using OBS and I'm like, how do you do little? And he would give me a lot of tricks and Mike Mike Polvia helped me a lot like in the beginning. As far as the interviewing and like the online shit, you know what I mean? For sure. Um, and he sure. helped me tremendously, and you did too. When uh, I started doing a lot of shit for Cage Titans, didn't do that much. You know what I mean? Well, you you I didn't help you that. Got much. me to do the fucking help me get in the back room, doing the interviews, uh, doing the the pre shows. Uh, shit, that was really important to me. You know what I mean? Because I was never oh, I really on camera. That. I love unless that. I was doing my own shit. You know what I mean? But I felt like a family member then. Like, oh, I'm. Because I always wanted to be part of CES when I first started, but I was an asshole. Like, I used to talk shit about them, their matchups, like, fucking yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. I used to stream fights. So I kind of got, um, we kind of, you know, departed in that way. They loved me for a little while, and then they hated my guts. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't have that kind of closeness with a, a, pro a promotion that they kind of liked my work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when you guys were doing the, you know, Cage Titans, and I was going there... Um, you know, I was going to fights before I met you, but yeah, no, no. I was streaming. Mike used to get fucking pissed at me. Why does this guy fucking keep streaming my shit and stuff like that? And you know, I used to push the envelope. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I had that job to go to in the morning. I didn't yeah, give, a fuck. give a fuck. But when you invited me to do that kind of stuff, and Mike opened up the back room, and we got that interview thing shit going, man, I felt like I made it kind of in the in the the local scene. Really? Like that gave me a big, I didn't know a big that. boost. Oh I didn't yeah, know that. fuck yeah, that was huge, huge to me.
Well, I'm, huge. I'm grateful that we were able to do yeah, that. Yeah, you I'm, fucking, I, fuck, that was good stuff, man. Yeah, that was awesome. I loved yeah. doing that. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. Like, those things I miss. Um, I don't miss, like, having to be a bitch and, like, freaking <laughs> out. Like, that's, like, my main thing. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, I, I didn't know that. That's uh, really, I feel really happy. Joe Penifield. He's Joe Penfield's on here. Yeah, oh, what's up, dude? Talking. What's up, party? He's, you. he's like, yeah, oh, Brian yes. and Steve together. Because we were like, dude, we, we, we he have, was we, the first we, guy. He was his first fight at Cage Titans. We were in the back room with him, yeah, and he was like, dude. man, this is fucking great. Yeah, yeah. You know? I remember, I like, I like Joe a lot. I, I mean, of course, he did just beat Duma, and I am, um, <laughs> I, you know, I trained with Duma not much, and be, Duma would just beat the shit. I mean, when we would train, but um, yeah, I still have love for Joe. I, I love Joe. I think he's a great dude. Um, hilarious. I love his. I like his fighting style too. I mean, some crazy unorthodox, fights, fucking man. unpredictable beast that kid is. Yeah, man. And it's just his energy is just like if I. I mean, I'm not that guy. I'm honestly, <laughs> I am not that guy. But if I could have anyone's energy, I would take the party's energy. Like that is what I would fucking love to be walking out for a fight or just just walking out with the boys to the fucking club. Like that is the energy I would just I strive to have energy maybe one day i'll work on myself to the point where i can get there that's what i'm hoping that's, that's you my got goal. you're an individual you got a good energy yeah, i'll do you it just, i'll do you it. know you hold it back a little bit here I mean, and then. that that is just that is next level next level energy it's and the funny thing like people don't see what goes on in the back no, no, you know no, what i mean between, it's a whole different fucking atmosphere is it yeah, not man, when weird. fucking people like fighters are back there and like that you know what i mean like it's out odd, on the man. cage and their walkouts and their shit in the back room, like after the interview or before the interview, they are totally like normal. You know what I mean? Normal fucking people, which I never knew that before I got into, you know, interviewing and shit. I thought fighters were just fucking fierce all the time, 24 7. Some of them are, but some of them are, you know, regular Joes, regular Joes when, when they're not fighting, you know? Yeah, I, I was the same way. I was legitimately afraid of <laughs> like everyone to start. I didn't know. I mean, like, I, yeah, no, I'm small dude. I, 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 I yeah, no, I, I, it just, it's a weird thing when you're first walking into a room, you know? And I think it's funny now, like seeing new people like coming and do it. I really hope they don't watch this, but like, I don't know. I just think it's funny. Like just seeing the new, newer or younger people or people just starting out getting into like journalism and stuff. I mean, I wasn't good. I'm not saying that I was good, like conducting interviews and asking questions. Like I would start start like a motherfucker, and you know, I, I think I'm the most coherent I've ever been on a mic, like right now. But like, yeah, like for the most part, I would just stutter and stammer and repeat myself and go on and on. I'm probably still doing that now, but you know, it's just funny to me how people. There's are. so many new ones out there. They're, like everyone's got a podcast right. now too. Everybody with a phone or like knows OBS or no or has Zoom. Has a podcast now, yeah, and it, that is very beneficial to fighters. Yes, no matter if the person interviewing is not that very good, it's still, a, a, it's still a few views. You know what I mean? It still gets them <laughs> their fans. No, it's great. It's beautiful because I mean, who gives a crap like what the other person's saying? As many outlets as there are for, to get uh, local guys' faces on camera, like that's what it's all about. And I've said this to a lot of people. I don't. I feel like I've we've we've talked about this too. Like, um, I know I've talked about it with Mike like a million times. Um, but like the thing is with especially the local scene, like 
you're not really going on camera doing any of these interviews necessarily to build like a following. You, I mean, you, you, you are, but like the biggest, in my opinion, the biggest thing you get is experience, com- being comfortable, being able to uh, tie together thoughts in your mind just off the cuff, um, as opposed to be jumping on the mic and being a deer in headlights and saying something really stupid and really that doesn't make any sense. And, and you need that experience because you need to know these fighters down the line. I mean, you just can't read about them on or see an interview before no, I mean, them. I mean, the fighters themselves. Oh, okay. I mean, like, as a fighter. Yeah. Like, going on someone's podcast, even if they suck, even if they're garbage, not you, but, yeah. like, any of these any, any of these other people, right? Um, it's just an opportunity for you to go out there and be comfortable and, like, learn a camera presence, learn your own presence. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's my, my opinion. I think... That's amazing. That I, in my opinion, if you're a fighter, you should take any opportunity you can to be on the camera, um, just for that reason. Because you see in the UFC, don't you, or Bellator, when like some of these new guys get interviewed, there's a lot of great guys on the mic, but like you'll see it and you really notice it. Yeah. When a guy doesn't know what he's doing, you really, oh yeah, you do really notice yeah. it. And that's and what you exactly what you're saying is 100% true is like these fighters not only are they perfecting their craft in the cage they're you know learning how to talk learning how to speak learning how to express themselves and and not look like a deer in the headlights like you're saying and that's only going to make them get more fans and get more confident behind the mic some of these guys become their own podcasters down the line too I mean Mm -hmm. it depends on you know how well spoken they are and stuff like that but there's tons of characters and as you know, from interview to interview, you they they just express more. They open up. They open up more. And there's been so many guys that I've had like call in that I'm their first interview, and they're ner- I said, "What? The- I'm nobody." I would I like I soften them up before we interview or anything like that. I'm like, dude, I'm Pro fucking move. nobody, man. I like just fucking be yourself, man. Oh, can I swear? Like, do what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do whatever yeah. you want. This ain't ESPN. This ain't fucking <laughs> the UFC. Ariel Wani. It is the room, though. It is the room <laughs> podcast, though. But, you know, be yourself. And that's what I told, tell most of them. Just be yourself, man. You are an individual and you're trying to sell yourself and your fights and, 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 and yourself as a fighter. I mean, just be yourself. And I'm nobody. Just talk to me like you're, you're talking to a buddy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like after the interview, oh, that was fucking, you know. And the thing I, you know, that makes me proud and happy is that when I edit it and stuff like that, I mean, I could edit an interview for fucking four or five hours, take the ins and uhs that I got thousands, uh, 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 you know what I mean? You Mm -hmm. can, people don't understand, you can edit all that shit out if you really wanted to make it perfect, but... I don't have time for that. We're going to the next one. You know what I mean? I got someone calling in another half hour. I don't have fucking time to fucking take my ands, yours, and unless you like say, okay, oh, 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 you know, unless there's something big in there, uh, I cut it out. But yeah, there's yeah. some interviews that go a half hour, you know? You yeah. got to cut them down to 12 minutes. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't realize that, that, too. You got a half hour. Like, the fight is just going to a fucking rabbit hole sometimes. (laughs) You know what I mean? They fucking do that. Oh, man. So, I mean, if you're not savvy with editing, you'll just let that go. And by, like, 10 minutes in, people are like, what the fuck are we listening to? You know what I mean? Even though some of it's good, but, you know, you you got to know what to cut out. I mean, you're going to cut out a lot of good shit. Too, you know what I mean, but just, you yeah, you, you to. gotta break break it down somewhat. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. I had that issue, dude, and, <laughs> and that was like I felt I feel like like hindsight twenty twenty, like looking back, 
some of my videos like wouldn't get bet like it's just not great view a view because of that because like i would i would <laughs> some i'm not trying to be mean to anybody here you can beat the shit out of me that's fine i train i won't die just beat the shit out of me you can find me wherever i don't give a fuck but like some of you guys just go on and on i do it too i do it all the time i do it in normal conversation but like i would leave that whole thing in there and you know you have like a question it's like how you feeling before this fight? And they go on for like yeah, 17 everything. fucking yes, minutes. Exactly. And you're just like, that was, you're not even supposed to answer that you, question. And, and they go on for 17 minutes answering like seven of your next questions too. You're just you're like, really? right, now I don't even know where the fuck we are. Because you just went off. Well, that's experience too, I think. You know what I mean? And that's where the editing process comes in yeah. once you kind of know what's going on and stuff like that. You know what helps with that too? Is like, you know, like, Having a producer, like having like a team with Steve, you. Steve, you gotta cut this guy me. off. Cut this fucking guy <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah. Like, or like, just like so they can be like another set of ears like, or PA. They'd be like, they said this. Here's your next question. Like sometimes you hear me in my interviews where I should cut it out, but I don't. You can't hear me breathe. Like, like I'm gonna ask that next question and try to fucking. Oh, are you yeah. done? Like I, there was a gap there. They go. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude. And then they go. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my god. That yep, that's a hard game to play, dude. Yeah. That's a hard finding that fucking space. So the only time I really edit down, other than you know trying to take thirty minutes and making it to like 15, 12, 15, is like when I do on YouTube, uh, not YouTube, when I go send something to Instagram, like a minute clip, I'll cut out because I can ask like seven questions in one question. Like yeah. sometimes I'm guilty of that. Like Peter Barrett called me out one time. He goes, Steve, you just asked me three questions in one question. Like, how, I'm like, fucking, I understand, Pete. I yeah, understand. I don't, <laughs> you know I've what I mean? I've done that too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. True. But on Instagram, I'll like cut my question in like a piece. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like maybe a five second piece to give them more, you know, more time to speak. And I'll cut theirs up a little bit as well. And that's where you learn tricks. Like you could, you know, change the camera angle mm. to them. Yeah. And you can cut out that whole piece and people don't even notice. They think it's just kind of yeah. grooving along, you know, yeah, yeah. but you literally just cut out five minutes in between that, what he was saying, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. To get the beef, the meat of the fucking interview. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I, I the creative process yeah. where I feel I've grown and I like, you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like in some instances, I'm a, a, a step ahead of some of the inter other interviews out oh, there. Oh, sure, dude. Because, um, you know, a lot of them leave that in or they don't get that. But your you clips know, are fine. People got to realize about like even the ESPN guys, they're not doing their own production. No, they're dude, fucking doing no. the interview and they, they got seven guys. Dude, none of those people know how to do that. <laughs> yes. They don't know what the fuck is going on. They, 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 they have somebody they cutting all that up for them. Anybody who does what you're doing right now and I'm doing right now has, I mean, like on our level, of course, like whatever, like they we do understand. Or you're talking about ESPN, Fox, like those big network televisions or big streaming platforms, they have no fucking clue what's going on. They went to they went to school for communications. They went to stand in front of a camera and talk. They learned to be like presentable, posture. They learned other things. They did not learn tech. Like we know tech. I mean, you know both sides, but like there's a whole other end to production. And that like that goes kind of back to what I was saying. It's like everyone has their own role and like there's a lot of people doing it, right? Um yeah, like you don't like when you go up in levels in production, nobody does this. Nobody does this where you're the guy and then you're the producer, you're the editor, 
You're a social media guy. Yes, exactly. Uh, I mean, how many other things do you want me to list off? I don't need, like, I, I, I probably could go on forever, right? And that this is why some of the, you know, these higher up guys doing the interviews are so well spoken. They don't have to worry about everything They're, else. You know what I mean? They, they know. Yeah. If they, you know, make a mistake, that's going to be cut off. Oh, we got to retake that or something. There's no retakes in the room podcast. No, no, There's no. There's no yeah, retakes yeah. at all. What's yeah. set is set. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the mics are low. I got to fucking go into the, you know, uh, you know, when I'm breaking it down and doing the, I got to raise their vocals and, 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 and it's just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's rough. It's rough. Even like when I worked for uh, Amazon Prime Thursday Night Football, like that was a smaller crew. But, like, even then, they're, like, we all had specific things we were responsible for. And, like, the things that we were responsible for, we all knew very well. You know, I was probably the one who was least experienced, but I still knew what I was doing mm -hmm. well. I studied beforehand, and I still had some experience. I was doing release forms and just kind of generally helping out, like, moving people around and everything. Which It's not too complicated, so you don't have to be too smart to really know how to do that. But we had a great um, director of photography, and we had a great director. You know, and we had... Um, uh, I forget what the role would be, but I guess assistant camera too. Like we had these people who were really amazing. They knew exactly what they're doing. So, I mean, it went very fast, but they st it's still segmented. You know, it wasn't me as like the, the release form PA help guy and then the director with the camera, the sound, all this other crap. I mean, we didn't really do much sound. So like we didn't even have a specific sound guy, but you get the point. Yeah, you have a team doing specific jobs. You don't have to worry about Everything else that's going on, you know what I mean. World, like, Someone else has that. Job. Ariel Hawani. Do you think he does any of the shit? No, Eclipse? you see how beautiful his show looks too. The the fucking MMA hour, like fucking, he's at the desk. They got the fucking. Have you, you listened know? to his show? I, I I like his show. Like I listen to his show, and like not often because it's just so long. But like, it's a very clean radio show. Yeah, he does a very great job of transitioning in between different segments, even in like interviews where you have like a dead interview because you have a lot of the. Just a lot of boring-ass people, right? Um, but, you know, it's a clean radio show. And again, to our point here, it's because he's not doing anything Everything. else. Yeah, he's exactly. He's only worried about that. You know, I'm over here. I got a caller coming in live. I got a fucking, their, their fucking shit's breaking up. I got a fucking, I got a, you know, a piece in this is, the, this is the set and control. Exactly. Part, which so, is also another thing that's Sometimes like, a stream drops. You're like fucking, and my, my face is like, you know how many times I've sweat and shit my pants? You people don't see it. <laughs> but it's happening. You know what I mean? The fight is fucking driving. He's almost home. I'm supposed to have him calling at 9.15. It's fucking 9.20. He's still fucking driving. Yeah, he yeah, decides yeah. to call me on the highway. You can't fucking see him. His face is in the fucking camera. Yeah. All this other shit. That doesn't happen with the big guys. I mean, they make sure... Shit's perfect, and if you can't make the show, and I don't think a lot of that's live either. You know what I mean? It's it's it might look live, but it's it's edited and shit like that. So, yeah. um, when you go live, man, you're in another fucking you're in yeah. another atmosphere there, yeah. bro. Yeah, and like like with your like even with your thing, like you don't have an ability to be like, all right, I like need a technical have technical difficulties. Let me cut to this segment I have this edited segment yep. or my edited interview. Or you don't have the ability to be like, all right, in my programming, I'm going to go to this, like, edited interview. I mean, like, maybe it's a little bit easier when you have, like, a, a co-host here. But, like, it's still 
you keeping the flow of thought going plus also working yeah. the board. And there's been times that, you know, I try to put something in there, you know what I mean? Like a fight footage or something, if something goes wrong, but I don't know where the fuck that is. I'm over here <laughs> fucking, you know what I mean? It could be, I got so much shit over here. All right, where's that fight footage that I got fucking just for this point? People see that. They see me fucking looking out. Oh, so my here's, shit. Here's another thing. I, I love I, it though. It's it's fucking not, it's not a perfect, it's fucking funny dude, shit. I did, I did live producing for Cage Titans and I like never had real training for that specifically. Um, you know, I, I did weigh-ins. I did the press conference. Yeah, that was yeah. me. Um, I fucking sucked at that. It was really hard. Like, I struggled a lot of times, and eventually I got down to being decent, but I still wasn't good at it. Yeah, like, and, and a lot I of was it was only, on the fly, too. I, I mean, was only doing that. I wasn't doing what you're doing. Yeah. You get my point? Like, I was only <clears throat> behind the computer, and I still wasn't good. It still was, like, not very good at it. It was still hard. You know? I th- well, in my opinion, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, it's hard. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, my, my, the, yeah, I'm, hard. I'm kind of making a joke of myself, yeah. but the point I'm trying to make is it was hard. It was just sitting behind the computer and controlling the board. Getting that shit. All that crap. Yeah, and then being able Still to hard. add this in there and change a camera angle every so often. Very hard. You know what Timing, I mean? Timing, and then, you know, and then you have to deal with other. It, it's, it's hard. It's very hard. And then to do it just as you, like, it's just, you're multiplying difficulty. Yeah, and I think you definitely have to know how to multitask if you're if you're doing stuff like this. You know what I mean? If you're doing it on your own, you gotta be fucking all over the place. You know what I mean? If you get tunnel minded like me, like it's a nightmare. It, it, you're gonna go crazy. I He's had a gonna band go in here one night, right? They were they, they the brought band? their folk. Yeah, yeah. They brought their you know the acoustic guitar and the singer was here, right? Yeah. My camera stops working. <laughs> His mic starts working, stops working. We're in the middle. Like I had, like he has tons of views because they're a popular band. I'm over. I fucking, I just <laughs> cut myself out of the whole fucking podcast. It was just them two. Gave him my mic. You couldn't hear me. I didn't could give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people were laughing because I saw. I go see them play every so often, and um, you know their fans and stuff. They're a big college band. And but their parents and all their parents' friends always go see them. Yeah. And they were like fucking laughing. They said that was the funniest fucking podcast. They loved it because they saw me struggling, running yeah, the fucking yeah. round, trying to they go, dude, that was the funny because I was saying some funny shit coming out of my mouth. I was belittling myself. I suck. I fucking <laughs> I apologize. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that it made it it made the podcast fucking very interesting. And they when they yeah. sang it, it that's all a kid. They sounded fucking phenomenal. And that's what everyone cared about. But I wasn't in the whole podcast. I was like, you just a big black, like I just put their picture up and yeah, it's you know, a perfect example. Shit, shit stops working sometimes. You know what I mean? And if you're fucking on the podcast, also entertaining your guests, like how the fuck are you going to fix these and things? And then you're trying not to make them nervous because fucking shit's fucking <laughs> yeah. failing on you. You're like, and exactly. they're like, oh, is it, am I going to look? Now they're thinking they're going to look like fucking idiots. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, oh, you guys look great. Exactly. I'm like, don't worry. It'll, it'll sound great on Spotify and Apple. Yeah. Don't worry about nothing. They're not going to see anything. Like like on Ariel Hawani's show, like when something gets fucked up, there's a whole fucking, con- there's like, there's a control room. There's an office. Backup plans, like, everything. When things are getting fucked up, you don't see any of that. Yep. You might see Ariel say something or like whatever, I don't know, but like you literally won't see anything or like if something's messed up in their opinion or something's like screwed up in terms of like a video they want to play, you're not going to know. Unless yeah, you they might see a it. tiny glitch, a tiny glitch yeah. if that, you there's know what like, I mean? If there's problems like with loading shit or, or whatever, like it's all invisible. So if you're a guest in there, you're not going to see it. You're not going to be like worried about something going on or anything. 
I think there's. I think I watched a show one time where like his headphones weren't working, which is like not that big of a deal. But if you're on a Skype and you can't like yeah, hear what the guy's hear saying, him. yeah, like that's a big deal. I think there was an interview where he had that. So like, but the he didn't tell the guy and they made it work or whatever. So like shit like that. Yeah, you know? and like, he's also just a like professional. what you were with the mic. Like you had to give him your mic to oh, make it fucking, fucking work. Fuck. I just like took you know? this off, fucking threw it over yeah. there. I went to fucking screwed it back on. He's like fucking, <laughs> yeah. fucking awesome. I didn't give a shit. But guys like that, they're professionals, so they can kind of talk themselves or talk us out of seeing what's actually going on. You know what I mean? And yeah, they yeah. can. Make they a little joke about it. Wall. There's an yeah, 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 yeah. Whole wall in between them and the control room. Exactly. Whereas we're in the control room. We are the control room. Yeah, we are yeah. the control room. So uh, what time is it here? We'll go a few more minutes. I've been going but, pretty well. But <clears throat> you went to Cage Titans, fifty-eight. Yeah, we haven't talked about that at all. Yeah, we'll it's talk a little show, bit about it because I mean, do you actually? I mean, you were in New York and shit. Now you're a little back, but was that one of the first shows you've been that was back the only to? Show I've been to. Since what? Since you since cut last out? Last year. Since you cut out. Yeah, um, since last year. Since I worked. No, no. I mean, I, there was a show I didn't go to that I did some work for. But uh, yeah, that was the last show I have. Uh, that was the first show I've been to since. Now, and honestly, probably for, like, I probably won't go back for a little bit. Just because I'm busy a lot. Yeah, but going there, uh, would you see, I mean, they're adding, you know, as Cage Titans, their motto, raising the bar, stuff like that. What did, you know... Stuff. This stuff is better than what I was doing. It's like that's well, what I was trying to say. They have like, a whole fucking. They got different productions I mean, now. Somewhat, but like they just. It's pretty much a lot of the same people. So like I'm just giving. I'm giving the flowers. Like that's what the the, the kids on social media say nowadays. But like, um, yeah, no, they do great shit now. Um, they do stuff honestly like better than what I was doing. Um, you know, it, it's a really fun atmosphere. I just. Uh, just wish I picked a different fucking time to go instead of day night fucking double Oh, you went to the whole thing? No, oh. but like, just for, I just I feel like there's a jinx that had to happen because the last three fights took like, it wasn't anyone's particular fault. Like you have the ambulance situation, which oh, there was one person's fault there uh, with the ambulance. I was screaming at him on my pot. Oh, one of the judges wouldn't get to the fucking cage. Oh, during yeah. that, I, it's just like. Yeah, it was just it's just long. He's buying hot dogs and hamburgers. I just want like the, the, my problem before I left Cage Titans was I work Cage Titans, and every fifth time I get off Cage Titans, I can go to tavern and have alcohol and forget about the nightmare that was Cage Titans. One every five times, maybe two out of every five times, I'll go there and no fucking asshole will serve me. Because they, get food. we get there so late, too, right? Fuck that. You're the official goddamn fucking after party of Cage Shines. Go fuck yourself, Tavern. You're the official fucking after party. What does that mean? That your job is to be fucking open for the people who leave the fucking show. I don't give a fuck about, like... I'm very selfish right now, so I'm just going to fucking talk about it. Go ahead, because I hated going to that after party and they be five minutes this to is, drink before they shut it down. This is not too selfish, but, like... You sh if you're gonna have a fucking like, if you're gonna have an event, you need to have at least have fucking a place for your crew to go fucking drink or smoke cigarettes or do something after the event. To, to wind you, down and talk, you know. If you have a fucking show where your crew has to fucking pack up and then drive home fucking immediately, that and it's not their choice to do fucking so, like, what the fuck is going on? And that's entirely on fucking Tavern on the Wharf because. 
crew is not going to get off when the fucking people leave the venue. Crew still has to wait 30 minutes at minimum to, to pack their shit up and, and fucking get out of there. If they're lucky and they, like, time it right, they might be able to pack everything up in 10 fucking minutes and run out of there. But still, like, you still have to wait a, a, some, a period amount of time before you can actually leave the venue, which is after everyone else leaves. So, like, for the Tavern on the Wharf to close your fucking doors on people who work the event. 25 of one. Who are, Last call. Who are giving you fucking thousands of dollars. Like, I, I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of so upset that I'm not really making much sense. But let me bring this back to reality here. Like, you're the after party of this event, right? Why not close your doors from 5 o'clock till 11? You don't have anyone work there. You're closed entirely. 5 o'clock till 10. You open up at 10.30. You stay open till, like, 3. Private event. Not allowed to the public. You have to have a ticket to get in. Or it's some sort of cover charge or whatever. I don't know what laws or whatever are you have to you have to obey by. But what fucking laws are we following anyway? Yeah, there's only gonna so be like, about twenty of us there, right? I mean, twenty five. In turn, thirty, like, forty, be, fifty. There could be a decent amount of people, but Fighters, at the same time, yeah. it's a fucking private event. Yeah. you're not gonna get these fucking crazy people. You can kick people out. Like it's not a fucking big deal. You're the fucking official after party. How about? fucking treat it like a fucking after party instead of just any other ho-hum fucking night of the week i have an idea this is mike don't live to like the next card is uh what may i think uh may 28th or something something like that somewhere around there mike should just have a a potty in his backyard after the fucking he's uh, been saying that all the time but like who really wants to do that i had a similar idea but like you just fucking rent out rent the fields Or rent the hall. No, field, dude. If it's in May, you get a field, put up a fucking tent, you got some battery-powered heaters, you put them in there, and then you fucking take the alcohol from the venue that you didn't sell, you bring it to that fucking place, and you sell it at the fucking, at the after party. You don't even have to fucking supply that much alcohol. You can buy like invite on Invite only. Private invite only. Private invite only. You know, or you have to have a fucking ticket from Cage Titans. That was you definitely one of my when I did work for, work with you and and we did that because we, we used to have to wait for the main event. We would to never interview. Get we would never we, we would never get never alcohol. Get food. And I'm not the never. biggest drinker, but like that's the one fucking time in my life where I ever really like crave alcohol is after a fucking Cage Titans event. Because you worked event. your ass off too. Yeah, you, know, like, you need to fucking wind down. I don't even crave alcohol like when I work now, but like after Cage Titans, it was like I need to fucking kill brain cells. Yeah, right if now. they were open till two a.m. like um, mass, like why ain't like Boston? They're open be, till like two or three. Ordinance. Yeah, it's but... probably a town ordinance. But like again, like private party, have it be a private event. Like I don't understand why it's a fu- why you have it fucking open like that. You get hundreds of people and you make thousands and thousands of dollars i don't if like i tip well when i go there too like anytime i would get food or pay for anything i fucking tip a lot of money because i'm grateful that some fucking whatever some nice person stopped and actually got me i have the same i I, like i felt the same way as you plenty of times like going there and then when we'd get there it'd be 12 20 and you got 15 minutes to get a drink but everyone's trying to get a drink a last call drink you can't get a fucking drink um, I, it, that's total. Yeah. And the after party, I know a lot of people, they go see their fighter and a lot of them don't stay for like the, the, the last two or three fights. They go party Did their fighter already fought. Uh, they'll watch cause they usually have the stream at a tavern to watch the rest of the fights. You know what I mean? So I, I could see that 
you know, the crowd, they don't give a shit. They're going there. It's us in the back room. <laughs> and and the rest of the fighters and stuff like that, that, you know, Pete Barrett, didn't get a chance. He couldn't get into the tavern in this last one. I was really? outside with Pete Barrett. He couldn't get into the fucking no tavern. No fucking shit. Yeah. Him, me, Raph, Ed, Mike Taylor, some fucking hose that Mike Taylor had around him. He fucking rolled with a blunt outside. Man, it was a fucking, it was a dreadful goddamn night. Fucking Peter Mustard, man. Like, what the fuck? I own this place, basically. You know what he I mean? It was cool, actually. People, yeah. I was more mad than Peter. Yeah. I can imagine. I wasn't like, too mad. I was just, like, kind of bitching a little bit to myself. Like, well, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I'd be going, you know, going there and, like, thank God sometimes, you know, the, the, the fights would get over at, at midnight or something. And, like, you know, it's only a five minute walk from the hall. I'd be packing up all my shit. I remember a fucking, a rare drunk Mike Polver coming into the, t- um, uh, Memorial Hall and fucking ye- yelling at me to I was packing up his fucking shit this motherfucker I was packing up his shit his backdrop and all his stuff and he yells at me what the fuck are you doing get the fuck out of here get to the fucking get to the get out of here get to the tavern or whatever get the fuck out of here like yelling at me as if I wanted to fucking be there and wanted to be cleaning up his shit as if I didn't try leaving and someone told me no you need to clean up this shit <laughs> There's 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 a show tomorrow here. That that's a that's a that's a rare story you'll there's, get. Mike Polvere actually for me. That's uh, probably the only thing I'll ever say about him. In the past, um, you know, when you were, you know, when I was doing shows and helping you out and stuff like that, he actually invited me to his uh, private after party at his house, which was. I fucking, fought Andy at a, at a private uh, after party. Andy? He kicked me in the nuts like three times, like on purpose, after, like just after I had surgery around. on two. Yeah, didn't you have a ball that blew up like I fucking... I was fucking him up. I was fucking him up. And like in then... a real fight? Like no, in the... no, no, oh, no, no, just no. like just, just rolling around. Oh, okay, okay. Just fucking him up, and then like we're on this hill, and he fucking rolls... Like before this, he was kicking me in the balls and whatever. Whatever, I was still fucking him up. He rolls... I got on his back, and he rolls down this fucking hill. Like just starts rolling down the hill, and like I was just like... Like, like we're rolling down the hill, so like obviously when we roll down this fucking hill half the way, I still had his back, but like I... like. He, like we had to reset because yeah. someone had to stop us from hitting the fucking cement. Like was that at a, at a Mike after time, party? Yeah, the entire time I had his back rolling down the fucking hill, and like I don't remember who stopped us, but like someone had to ro- come over and stop us, and we had to reset. So that was a new position. It's like, dude, I had your fucking back. Like I was gonna. There was multiple opportunities where I was like gonna choke him out or whatever. I just let him go. Like so there was, we we can't was be fucking fighting him up. We can't be fighting in the Mike and then he, like, uh, and fucking, Mike's after and then he party. Just sat on me basically with his fucking fat ass. And like guillotine the shit out of me after kicking me in the balls. So like, uh, congratulations yeah, but, uh, to Andy you. Andy applauded me. I think uh, he's when, not bad at rolling. No, but he's like, pretty good. I was fucking him up. He um he got me in something. Uh, I got out of his guillotine. I have to say. But when Cage Titans first did he fucking uh, sat on me. I'm like, what for, <laughs> when Cage Titans after kicking me in the balls. Like, what am I fucking do? <laughs> I had surgery on my nuts, dude. I literally had well, surgery. Shame on they you for fucking, fucking rolling with him when you got nuts. It, nuts problems. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what, what, what am I doing? Well, I had a few beers. I'm in fucked you. up, and I want to. But fight, you don't drink you know? beers. You drink the I good was, stuff. Yeah, I was drinking like straight vodka that night. But uh, fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I so, like to, I like right, to so roll you went to Cage up. Titans this past. I mean, uh, I'm sure you didn't sit with the crowd or whatever. You were roaming around me. Yeah. Um, how was it to, to you know see everyone and, and what, even though I everyone's fucking busy, everyone's busy. You know what I mean? But how 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 it feel to be back there and see everyone and just uh. You know, the show's fucking taken off. With I add you. To it, you know what I, mean? I wish you were there. I'll I mean, go to was, the next one. Yeah, but you might. I'm you said you might not, not go. Be there. I'm probably not going to be there. I just in terms of work. But um, 
uh it was great like i i saw a lot of people i hadn't seen in a while hadn't talked to a while and caught up with them and yeah i don't know like i i don't i'm not like i i like i've established before very like uh tunnel brained and you know just to myself so like sometimes you just don't realize like how many friends you have if that makes sense you know but like just yeah like i have a lot of friends at cage shines that i kind of neglected i guess and uh it was great to hang out with them and um see all of them did you go in the the back room at all because I, I haven't been there room. in uh probably like four cards as yeah, far was... as in the back room i stopped doing that uh because you, you know there, there's a bunch of people out there i kind of take my own camera now i'll show you later because oh, i got i got yeah. new gear but i haven't used it in a while yeah um but um i know they they've raised the bar back there too they got you know all yeah, the yeah, yeah. all the all the fighters are mic'd up they got all the shit there and uh, they got like three or four people back there that ask questions now, which is yeah. pretty cool. And that's kind of what Mike wanted. He wanted that as the media room that people could go back there and that was, that was the goal, yeah. You know, do that, which it became that. But just must have said, must say, Brian, kind of, you were the inventor of and got that got that rolling. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, if, if you if it wasn't for you, then I wouldn't have had the real idea for it. Really, I remember talking about it with you. I remember before it was a thing, I remember, I don't remember the exacts of it, but I do remember like having a conversation about like, again, I don't remember what it was, but I remember just talking about it with you. Like, what if we had that or something along those lines of like, what if there was an area for me to interview fighters by myself so we're not in the fucking locker room? I think it was, you were talking to me something along those fucking lines, but it wasn't just me. Like it wasn't, it wasn't something that just came like randomly out of my brain. Like for one, there's like, you know, Cage Titans was great because, like, a lot of people around there kind of emulate bigger and better things, right? Like, they look at the UFC and they want to do that kind of shit. So, like, there's always kind of those eyes and there's always that kind of great comparative work, I guess, like, people striving to get better. So, there was that. And I, I if I'm remembering it right, I, I feel like it was a conversation I had with you that you were talking to me about... um the locker room and how it sucked to fucking interview people there. And I was interviewing people there too. And I knew it sucked. I hated it. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, you had to go out like anywhere where the where snack bar sitting. is or something like where that. And you yeah. just like, everyone's screaming. How the fuck are you going to yeah. hear any the of the interview? Drunks pushing into you and shit coming by. You can't see anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, um, so yeah, I mean, it was a great thing and I was really, I'm really, uh, was really happy that it is what it is now. Um, cause it's super cool. Cause you just get all the fighters to come back there and um, there's always a, a variety of questions, and it's not just the same yeah. fucking people. And, uh, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing, because that was the, always the idea, um, to get people back. <laughs> I remember trying to force people. Yeah, people didn't <laughs> want to go back there. Like, they were like, I, I don't want to go back. They're like, come They're, on. I, yeah. Like, I, I got sick of being the only one back there. You well, know what I mean? I mean? It's just weird. It's just weird how, like, again, I don't want to shit on people. I'm a positive person now. But, like... It's just weird how you get a media pass to an event and then you don't even fucking do any media stuff. Yeah, I understand. Totally understand. You're just going to sit and watch the fights when you have a media pass? Free ticket. And then then what do you do? Do you talk about it in your podcast and three people watch? <laughs> Sorry? Uh, I think I was asleep there. Uh, a uh, who, who said that? Um, yeah, no, it's just, I don't know. I don't like that. And uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't pay attention to it now. I don't, I don't see it. I, I saw a lot of people in the back room. I saw a lot of people interviewing people. It's really cool. 
Um, and there's also not to say that, like, because um, I know New England MMA doesn't, those guys don't go back there, but they do their own thing from out there. They're writing Well, an actually, we have a guy that goes back there now. I don't know if he went back there the last one. We have the cowboy. See. Was the guy with the, uh, Jeff with the cowboy <clears throat> hat back there? Did oh, you we're see gonna have, We're going to have that conversation about that after. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. When I show you my camera and shit. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. all right. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, no, like, what, what I mean to say is, like, I just, over the years of doing it, like, I just remember, like, encountering people who would get the media pass or, like, hound me about media passes and everything, and then, you know, they show up to the event, and, like, I've never heard of them before. Yeah, we used and to then, talk a little bit about that. And like, then they just don't ever, I never see them, you know? They show up, they get their pass. I've never heard of them before the event, never seen them interview our fighters. Um, and then except never, a selfie in front of the cage, yeah, you know what I mean, then, for their Instagram. Yeah, and then I don't see them at the event ever. I'm in the back room the entire time yeah. working on stuff. And uh, I never see them back there. I never see them doing anything. And I don't see anything after the event. Um, to be fair, though, I've seen some people grow. Like, I've seen... There's been a case I can think of one specific thing, and I won't, like, name names, obviously. But, like, I've just... I remember thinking that of them, and then now just seeing them actually, like, interview a couple people here and there and be sort of an outlet, you know? So that's good. But I don't really like... I don't really like the the idea of, like getting immediate pass and it's gonna be my letting anyone in kind of thing this is my free ticket to go watch mma locally. yeah you were you always that way too and i mean i was the same way like if you're gonna fucking I get a media pass do you gotta do something man you gotta I, do something there was a point where i wanted to be a journalist and it's like it was i remember being so hard to try to get a ufc uh media pass um they never came around here but i would still try to get like i would travel i would want to travel like yeah. i was willing to pay money to travel to cover ufc and I would try apply it to all of them. And it was always like, and I worked for publications <clears throat> like MMA Soccer. They're not great and they're not like super reputable, whatever, but like still a person who actually wants to be there to cover the event mm -hmm. and want to do it. But I'm not allowed to because there's been so many people in the past who just use this as a way to get yeah. into the event, to do whatever they want to do or watch it or whatever, you know, or pull a stunt. Um, which sucks for a person like me. And, but and, and you see that at the Bell of Bellator level still at yeah, this at point. Bellator, 100%. You know what I mean? There's they, people eating, they just down. eating their dinner right there. You know what I mean? They're not covering the fights. They, They're having fucking pizza and shit. I remember that they refused one of my requests. They used to always uh, approve mine, no matter who I was working for. Um, and they rejected like one of my last requests. Um, not I, I didn't stop going because of it, but they rejected one of them. And it was like the reason was because there was like, Oh, we just have so many people here, yeah. and we just don't really understand like what's going on, you know, with all these people and like what the fuck they're doing. So I, I, I get it, yeah. You know? But it just upsets me because like this that was like my domain. It's like you're not gonna like you're doing this to me, yeah. On exactly. My level. I'm like, like if I can suss this out anywhere, like it should be me here, yeah. And I don't want you fucking here. And one of those other people, like they did that to me one time um, when I was getting them all the time. And then I think it was uh, like uh, Paul Daly was fighting in Connecticut or something like that. And everyone wanted to yeah. fucking come see it or something. And they rejected. But the day before the fucking fights, the fight fell through. He got ill or something. They called me right up. They sent me an email. Hey, I was like, <laughs> hey, Mark, yeah. you motherfuckers. No one showed up. There was like nobody there. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no yeah. media. But they like, I'm like, you and I wrote them a nasty email like back. Like, how dare you want... And they never invited me back again. Yeah, like I, mean, I was like, I don't want to. I didn't want to go back after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, you rejected me. You know, I got passion here. You know what I mean? It's like, and then you have the Joe Schmo that just has like 
100,000 followers that fucking 30 of them, 30,000 of them are fucking, you know, bots and the other 20 are fucking fake porn actresses, like just trying to get followers. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I think Bellator is, like a, is just a massive problem in general. Like just the, I, who cares? But like, I just, I, I don't, I think Bellator's fucking like their um, business strategy is just so stupid and it's been consistent as well. And it's, it's never worked and it will never work. They are like their business practices buy um, old fighters and buy people that they believe like have uh, say in not say like a uh, following in the community. Right. Like that's what they did with Gegar Mousasi. They gave him a fuckload of money because like, oh, it's Gegar Mousasi. And he was pretty popular when he got signed. But. Does anyone talk about Gegard Mousasi no, anymore? No, I don't know anything about him anymore. Gegard Mousasi yeah. was like one of the most talked about UFC fighters because he was like getting passed up for title shots and he was beating the fuck out of people. I remember Ariel Hawaii talking about him a lot and a lot of journalists talking about him. I was deep in the journalism then, um, the journalism game. And it wasn't my realm of covering that, but I remember hearing about it all the time. Gegard Mousasi, Gegard Mousasi. Gegard Mousasi was a fucking Bellator champion until recently. And he was a, kind of a boring fighter though. Yeah, right. I mean, not, he, not he a big striker, more of a well grappling, yeah. well-rounded kind of guy. But like, he was still he was a kind of like Leon Edwards, if that makes sense. Yeah, like a very similar style. Um, but like, he still was very dominant, very good, and could have been a champion. Like, definitely in that top upper echelon. I, it's just like that's just like my that's just like the epitome to me of Bellator. Like they get they'll get these guys who are getting like a lot of push or hype because they're like either free agents or they're really hot at the current moment that they're on the market. And then they pull them in and they really have no strategy at all for them or any idea how to promote. Um, they do interesting stuff and they have good, interesting matchups and everything. They have interesting fighters. They just, and I, I'm not, they don't keep the pedal to the metal. I don't know what, dur- would, I don't even during know what... or after the fights, as far as these yeah, fighters, you know what I mean? It's, true. it's maybe like two or three weeks prior to the fights coming up where they really focus on them, but they're not, they don't make them into like the celebrities that the UFC There's not as does. Many, you yeah. know what I mean? I, I like, I don't even know exactly what would be the strategy to improve it, but yeah, like that's a good point. Like I think with the UFC, like they have all these opportunities and events they put on that like showcase their fighters. I, I don't know. Like I, Bellator still, they, they do weigh-ins and everything too, but I, I again, I have no fucking clue what this is. We actually have be. a Bell- we have one of our guys, uh, Dylan at Bellator in California right now covering it. Oh no shit. Yeah, he's he's uh, our newest guy. He's only 21, 22 years old. He's out in California. That's dope. He he, he the second time he flew to California to he cover cover them. Wow. Okay. So they he gets passes now and he's That's just awesome. getting his name in with them. Even though we're New England M- MMA, we don't you know cover that extensively, but it's something that's uh getting him known and getting him known in the the Bellator community, which will help him further in his journalism and whatever he wants to do. And he's getting more followers. Today, he's like fucking, he was interviewing ring girls. You know what I mean? That he's met in the lobby. He's one of them. This is her like second show at Bellator. And like, she was all happy that she's getting into how many people interview a fucking ring girl in the fucking hallway. I wouldn't have thought that. You know what I mean? And he's interviewing a ring. She was all fucking, you know what I mean? All happy about it and stuff. He probably wouldn't know what to do with her if he like, you know, I would. I would fucking, you know what I mean. Get her mind. I'd never be allowed to Bellator again, <laughs> again. But, uh, but yeah, we got a kid that you know is gung ho. Uh, not only does he love the the, you know, 
the local scene. He goes to a lot of the shows they can go to. Yeah. But yeah. he's reaching. He's he's actually trying to better himself and get his name not only for the the page, but as an individual. And that's these younger guys coming up. There's some of them a little above the others that go that extra mile. You know what I mean? They're not yeah. just going there with a camera to try to get laid every so often or act like they're, you Tough know, they got a podcast. They got a podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you got a guy here that's passionate about it, and he's actually going the extra mile and you know trying to get them followers to not only help us but help himself. And yeah, you know, big. we we kind of gave him, you know, not that way big, but we kind of gave him an outlet that he can Platform. have a credential yeah. like, oh, I had, you know, I'm with these guys and we are somebody and and it, it helps him along and it helps us because we're getting followers from him uh, covering the Bellator shows, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when we have some local guys fight for them, it's he'll blow it up, you yeah. know? And that's like the, I, I, I that's something I never did well was like try to establish relation. Like, I think that's like a good, that's something I probably would have done if I would go back. Like, uh, Established relationships with like people at Bellator. I had like a relationship through MMA Saka at Bellator where they would get, they had a guy who knew the, the owner of MMA Saka who got us interviews. Like, I think it was just the PR yeah. guy. We we're just on the PR list or whatever. But like, um, I feel like that is definitely a really good way to um, just have, just be in on the scene. Like, you're not going to really get a better idea of what's going on than being linked up with like either the promoters or like the, the PR people. Um, the PR people are probably the first people you'll be able to reach at these big ones. But yeah. like, you know, being, having relationships with, with as many of those people as possible. I feel like that's can only fucking lead to, I don't know, being on top, making a couple of cents per thousand views. Right. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Being able to, uh, what can you even buy for cents nowadays? Fucking nothing, nothing, right? Put that in the fucking piggy bank. Buy a fucking uh, lollipop at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Seriously. All right, my man. uh, Tried the time to wind down. Been going a while. Fucking uh, yeah, it's ten. What what time did you get here? Like eight thirty? Yeah, eight thirty. Good enough. Eight thirty night. Yeah, an hour and a half is good. You get a long drive back home. Lovely New Bedford. Oh, lovely Front Street. Lovely fucking North Front Street, man. I'm not telling you the number, but I live on there. Just You'll tell me after because I'll oh, tell. You. I'll know. I'll know yeah. uh, right where. Kind of where though. it is. You tell me like way what the, too many hoes out there. The corner, the corner of North Front and the, the street exactly, that. I'll tell you exactly. The street that uh, corresponds to it because yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have lunch. I I used to do um, North Front, a Cushion Ave, all in that. Uh, Dude, on that, on and every street every in between there. I'm on Kushner every street, every all the way to uh, Bellevue Ave, where that that Bellevue soccer Ave. field is. Yeah, yeah. I used to do that whole. That was my that was my Dude, area. I'd hang out, I'd hang out and drive in the area. The holes, the drug t- drug dealers loved me. They love because I didn't give a fuck. Like Dude, they I'm they would asshole. love me. They were like, oh, you know, they because I would always be on time. I'd be like that, you know, that <laughs> fucking guy that just because I loved carrying mail at that point. Yeah. They used to come to my truck. There were certain guys, certain people I would give the check to, certain people I wouldn't. And, you know, they threatened me. I said, keep threatening me. You'll find your check rolling, you know, floating down the fucking gutter. You'll never see it. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I used to say that to him. I fucking, you know, yeah, well, you have to, you have to have some you sort have of respect. You have to draw a line with them because yeah. they'll torture you. You'll yeah, never get yeah, off yeah. a corner because there'll be 30 of them over there trying to get their SSI check. It'd be three in the afternoon and they say, I got to get to court. Court was fucking at eight in the morning, bro. <laughs> You're not going to court at three in the afternoon. <laughs> Fuck out of here. 
<laughs> oh my god! Some of those people, man, they're relentless. Some of those and, people, uh, man. But there's a lot of, uh, you know, I have to say, New Bedford. There's a lot of people that are like been there for decades that are living amongst those people that Fucking settled urchins, in in dude. their three tenement houses and shit like that. Gathering moss. Yeah. Oh bro. my god, Jesus dude! Right. Uh, I'm sure if you came down here to came down to hang I'm out, I'm gonna take one a day. ride down because I my daughter lives in Dartmouth, so definitely uh, come hang out. We are um, not gonna hang out in my apartment. No, it's a but we uh, we my actually I go down there and every so well, I call it Beirut. Driving up North Front Street, I said, "Lauren, let's take a ride up Beirut and see how it's hanging." You know what I mean? And we're right now the same. They're all hanging. They're all outside. Oh my God, it's good stuff, man. I remember getting. I remember falling down two flights of stairs in the snow and like a group of fucking guys just laughing their asses off at me. I'm like virtually paralyzed, and I'm like. You fucking assholes! Like, yeah, man. You know, like what's it? Like, no, no, you know. Yeah, it, just, it is what it is, man. There, there's that that them kind of places are everywhere, every in every every state, multiple multiple places. Can I leave you, you, know, you with you this? You have that, man, huh? Can I leave you with? Can I leave you with this? Yeah, let's go. Leave us with something. <clears throat> My roommate, uh, the first moment I met her, spent about fifteen minutes trying to convince me she doesn't smoke crack. She was pointing at the pimples and the scars of pimples on her face and all the acne and going like, oh, no, it's just from stress. I don't smoke crack. I didn't even say anything. I didn't even look at her pimples. That was like literally the third sentence she said to me. Yeah, all these pimples, oh, all this acne. Her wrists and shit. And... Literally moving around funny and shit, like darty eyes. Like, yeah, like, I don't smoke crack. Let me ask you one question. <laughs> leave off with that. How'd you get hooked up with hooked up with a roommate? Was it through Craigslist or? or I like... found this fucking landlord out of nowhere, and parent. I mean, I don't know. I'm... Did you know New Bedford at all before you got there? Where Bro, you were going? I was literally like, I need to be near the Cape. Where is near the Cape? And what's and cheap? And I was like, fuck. There's nothing, anything reasonable. Yeah. Other than New Bedford, there was like one spot in like somewhere near the Cape that I just didn't wasn't lucky enough. I didn't get it. And uh, yeah, that's all I could get was New Bedford. If I had, if I could have choo- chosen, I would have definitely not. I gotta fucking talk to you exactly where you are, like uh, when we get off. But anything you want to leave off without that? Uh, by besides that, um, you got a new first name on on Facebook. Oh yeah, if you're trying to find me. B R Y O N, isn't it? Yeah, man, that's uh, that's the Hollywood name. You know, everyone's gotta have a stage name. That's mine now, Brian. That's how you pronounce it too, Brian. I guess I, don't I like know. it. I said Brian to the lady, and she said Brian. I guess I don't know. I don't know how those things work in their minds, but nice, it's the darnest thing. Well, my man, uh, great catching up with you. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh my god, man, come like I said, come down anytime on a Wednesday night. You know, you might jump in the Triforce for a, a, a jump in night here and there. But I'm here just about every Wednesday night with uh, Tommy. He's a good guy. He's a big. I love Tommy. Big. Train with oh Tommy. yeah, that's right. Train you know Tommy. Tommy. So um, you know we were supposed to do a we were supposed to do a pot we were supposed to do a pot drug test uh, last Wednesday, but he couldn't make it because I think he was afraid. <laughs> but we're gonna do one uh, this Wednesday where we're gonna tell show everyone that I'm clean. Yeah, this will yeah. be uh, going into my seventh week uh, this Wednesday coming up. We're gonna see what it looks like to be clean from weed and to be a weedaholic. And Tommy's gonna to piss in a cup. I'm gonna piss in a cup. And we're gonna dip our sticks in there, and see I would what, love to see, see what that. colors come out. Well, it's gonna be live, so I mean, we're gonna do I that Wednesday. Here, I, I'll try. I might, I might not be able to, but 
We will. We'll. I'll try to be here. Yeah, we'll be here Wednesday. I'm not, but... definitely not taking a test because I don't want my employer. <laughs> well, I, might, I might throw him a little loop. I might get something <laughs> added with a little opiates and shit uh, in it too. So we'll see. He'll fucking the thing will fucking burn to hell. So we'll see. <laughs> Just explode. Yeah, it'll be fucking tear. His pisses will be coming out fucking purple or something. But uh, with that said, Brian. <laughs> Gerson, man. Uh, always a pleasure, man. It's been a fucking while, bro. Yeah. While, man. Uh, you know, you did a few, we did a few co-hosting things here in the past. Had fighters calling in. We had a great time with them. Yeah, it was fun. Um, it was a lot of fun. You know, but, you know, you know, keep in touch. We'll, you know. Oh, for sure. We'll keep fucking blasting each other on a fucking messenger and fucking, you know. That's where it. Uh, that's all where all the real talk happens. Oh, yeah. Facebook I mean, messenger, man. I mean, if you think this is pretty flowy, I mean. Should see what we say in the chat, man. Memes, memes <laughs> flowing back and forth, man. Oh yeah. Uh, so with that said, man, uh, anything you want to leave off beside you? Uh, I got your social media here. I when you're a big a star, when I... you're a big star in fucking doing your production, you're coming and, the premieres, but, dude. Any premieres, but, uh, you're coming. Dude. Yeah, but oh yeah, I ain't fucking. Put him, I, ain't I got put some suits. New Bedford, I got some suits. I'm in there. Yeah, I like wearing. I like wearing tight pants. Maybe I'll wear some tight pants. Skinny jeans. I wear skinny jeans at 55, man. Ball surgery. I mean, now that I can wear these, I might as well. Fucking awesome, man. With that yeah. said. All right, uh, Brian, we out of here. We'll talk uh, for a couple of minutes when we get out of here. So uh, thank you, people, for tuning in. We'll be back Wednesday night for um, the drug test and, uh, <laughs> you know, just uh, you know, talk about Brian in this past week or what we got through. But we'll see you later. Follow us everywhere. You know where it is. And if you don't follow us, I don't give a shit because I'm going to work tomorrow. So. <laughs> see you later.